0: Me, baby, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, Flight Two Friday listeners, welcome back. What you got
1: going on over there, Kenny? Nothing. You're just smiling. I just got a big <laughs> shit-eating grin on my face right now. Uh, yeah, because I get to sit here and talk about stuff and drink beer. Stuff and stuff. Yeah,
0: and we got a, uh, a pretty famous. Uh,
1: I think. Flight I think school. infamous would be infamous. This would be the correct. Use of infamous. What's the difference? There is nobody. Wait, don't talk to We haven't introduced you yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right over there. (laughs) So infamous, like Hitler is infamous. Like he's famous for not good reasons, you know, whereas like, hey, I'm trying to think of someone who's famous for a good reason. And I, for some reason I wanted to use a name that probably, (laughs) uh, (laughs) In hindsight, would not meet that definition. Well, you I started, was gonna say Michael Jackson.
0: You started with Hitler, so keep going. Yeah.
1: Um and then it went to Ricky Henderson for some reason, was the next name I could think of. So wait,
0: if you are super famous and a good person, you are not infamous? Because infamous is bad. Is that what infamous you're saying? is bad? We'll double check.
1: I'll Man, look it
0: up. That's a and, good English lesson right now. I know. Yeah. Well, we are completely off the tracks here. Um should we do some some highlights from the fleet? Sure. All right, here we go. Bear with me, folks, as I call one of our steamed aviators out at Humboldt Bay. It's not going to pick up. Now he's actively ignoring me.
2: What's going on? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, dude? Not much. Uh, Yeah, what's
0: happening, buddy? Infamous. Wait, is infamous? You can't say Infamous infamous Sorry. is not good the famous mitchell dow legendary legendary mitchell dow's on the phone better term hello mitch
2: i prefer ice meow when i put uh <laughs> sam england in a 60 degree angle bank turn under the seat
0: ice meow <laughs> got it uh what's up mitch how you doing out there
2: doing good missing you guys miss the old times of uh san francisco but humboldt's pretty good
0: hey you're standing the watch dude you're doing way more than we're doing here. You're making donuts for the Coast Guard right Yeah, no, we're <laughs> just making donuts. <laughs> yeah, eight,
2: seven to eight uh, duties a month is a little much, but it's all, it's all right.
0: Hey, man, uh, we are we got you in our highlight section for uh, our Flight Suit Friday episode because I heard you got a pretty cool case out there in Humboldt. Not surprised. You guys get some good ones. You want to uh, just let us know what happened uh, in the last – Yeah, couple, whenever that I was? mean,
2: I'm not sure. I mean, we don't obviously do a lot of – searches up here. The, uh, the case started out as that. I think it was a, we weren't really sure exactly what her age was, but it was a group of three people when uh, mushroom hunting up near a place called Jasky, which <laughs> wow, is about a, a
1: good start 30, about 20, start 20,
2: 30 miles inland from Creston city. Yeah. Are
0: we talking and, about like uh, c- cooking mushrooms? Like ones we're going to eat with food or
1: we got uh, something with, else?
2: With, with, Let's call it cooking mushrooms as far as I know.
1: I don't think they discriminate. (laughs) Like if you find something that has value, you take it. You take it. Got it.
2: Yeah. Like I, I don't think it was What's the like truffle mushrooms, right? We go out with like the pig and stuff. (laughs) I don't think it was quite that.
3: Okay.
1: Okay.
2: But, uh, it was apparently they were uh 20 year mushroom hunters. (laughs) Uh, Very (laughs) very (laughs) experienced. Very experienced. So experienced that she went out with a pair of jeans, a pink rain jacket and no cell phone. So. Seems smart. They, uh. I think it was uh, probably, I forgot what day it actually went off, but uh, they went searching for um, the first crew, I think, ended up finding the daughter in the first kind of search day. Um, oh. It was up around 1,500, 1,600 feet, again, about 20, 30 miles inland in like this valley that's about 2,300 feet deep,
3: mm-hmm.
2: oh, um, a place called Gasky really, really pretty airport there. I mean, it's one of the coolest airports to kind of fly into, a little like a uh, kind of one, but... Um, A lot of crews, I think we sent at least three different crews out searching for, uh, it was a a dad, there was a husband and a wife, and I think a daughter. And the husband made it down the valley to the ranger station, the very bottom in the middle of the valley, said, Mm hey, I got separated from the other people. And yeah, we uh, ended up locating the daughter, and then we searched for the mom for a while. I mean, insanely steep terrain to where with how wooded it was, we were pretty much trying to burn down gas and then just get into a hover and uh-huh. just fly down the face of wow. the valley because the only way we could actually see into the trees. Um,
0: wow. Yeah, we guy, don't, we don't guy, do too many inland ahead. rescues. Sorry, like that the whole inland search uh, concept is, I wouldn't say foreign to the Coast Guard, but certainly not something that's... Well, especially with tall butter. pine trees, right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit different. Yeah.
4: Did
1: you yeah, guys have I mean, an ESS?
2: Are, we did not have an ESS. There was, uh, I think... Cal OES, they brought a couple helicopters and fixed wing throughout the night to search for it. Um, during one of the searches, we did find a bear. They found a bear on the fleer. They were looking for the dog, too. I think they ended up finding the dog. Um, a big piece of it, surprisingly, that we used, Shay Quinn, our uh, extraordinary skier, backcountry kind of guy. I think the app I'm bringing up right now, I think it's called like Fat Map. Mm-hmm. is kind of like a, a backcountry app. Similar to like Google Earth, I, I think it was a little bit better because it gave you really good 3d imagery and like aspect ratio of the terrain. And a lot of it was like pretty much red, like as sharp of terrain as you could get uh, for both. Like we were kind of using like the avalanche overlay to see like if it was kind of avalanche territory, what it was and it's all like really high aspect clipped out terrain all throughout there. So uh, even though the trees was kind of a decent plan on the Valley, like as you got down there and I'll explain during the rescue, like it was, it was very small areas of where that were actually probably hoistable between the trees. Wow. But
3: Um, hey, Mitch, surging, so we surging.
1: only have about an hour and 30 minutes left on this card. So
2: <laughs> we're going <gonna laughs> to anyways, speak it up a little I'll, bit. I'll, I'll get you to the rescue. It got to paint the picture. So like you said we don't do that many inland rescues. That's
0: a great. But, person. anyways,
2: search, search, search for it and then got the call after a training flight. Try to get in there at night. Um, as everybody has been in San Francisco, Humboldt, North Bend, Astoria knows, tons of fog. Mm-hmm. We had multiple layers of fog. We tried to get in up the 199 through uh, the valley. There's a tunnel that goes through a mound. We got up to that tunnel, thought we could get through the saddle, and it was just slammed. So we did a UE, ended up doing a UE in the middle of the valley up underneath the cloud layer, got back out, yes. tried the Smith River, same thing, went home, tried again at some sunrise, and then uh, got in there. And it was, uh, started out about a 240-foot hoist between the trees. Um, we, our swimmer kind of disappeared between the canopy. Mm-hmm. So Sam, all your, all your AHARs training for the canopy hoist actually helped quite a bit. Nice. Um, stayed, uh, my flight mech, Brittany McDaniel did an awesome job holding me steady. And then the shout out to the swimmers and the, uh, their pigtail Spencer was pretty much yelled something over the radio. Like, I don't think you guys can see me, but just keep on coming down, down six more feet, down five more feet. He was just yelling out over the radio, uh, to Brittany to kind of continue down as we were kind of just holding a steady hover. Uh, he described the hoisting area as about the size of a couch or a love seat. And that was kind of clipped out around there. Wow. Uh, we were, I guess to back up, we got the call for four of the rescuers that uh, were stranded, uh, got clipped out overnight. We tried to get in there. They're hypothermic, couldn't get in there at night and did a uh, first light like, kind of hoist. Wow. And uh, to summarize it, grabbed four people out. Two were pretty hypothermic, only had enough power to get two people out. And then we were out of power, pulling about 96, 97%, went back down the valley, dropped them off. And then basket hoisted a third guy who was kind of slightly hypothermic and then double lifted the last guy out who was actually um, guy who had trained with us, I can't remember if he was part of the volunteer fire department or what, he had done some training with the Coast Guard before. So he's actually really helpful to our swimmer the whole time. And, uh, yeah, three basket hoists up around 200, 220 feet. Dang. And, uh, and then the, the third double pickup with the swimmer.
0: Can, can you, uh, list out the, uh, the crew members again for us?
2: Yeah, it was, uh, they see was, uh, the legendary commander, Kevin Barris, the oh, sky commander the sky from sky commander. Sky commander next week. And then uh, I was the co pilot on the right seat. Our flight mech was Brittany McDaniel, actually her first live hoist. Cool. She's been a pretty experienced uh, flight mech doing a lot of training, but had never really rolled the dice for a good case. Congrats to her. And then the swimmer was uh, Spencer Manson, ASC2 type. Yeah.
0: He is definitely, uh, he's well-known for getting some serious rescues. Uh, didn't he? Yeah. have He had that one about the sailboat uh, that we were talking about. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill. Where, Ryan
2: O'Neil. where he, like, drag through yeah 10 knots or something like that held
1: on on pulled himself up by the rope yeah Yeah, hey Mitch when you were uh here for your p course you were kind of telling me about this case and um you said that the flight mech had said a quote on the way back or sit in the wash rack or something that I thought was uh really cool what was that
2: um I'm trying to think do you remember what it was yeah you
1: said something like um hey you know I always hear pilots talking about a horse and different techniques of different people and like, wow, it actually made like an impact on this case. Um, oh we're yeah. It was, about. It,
2: it was the fact that like we were because of ahar's and everything that you guys have been building up. Uh, we've been trying to kind of mimic that, have like a mini ahar's. But Our goal is like, as people, as you guys get more and more ACs ramped up to AHRs, any AC come back to humble. The fact that we've had, I don't know, just in the last like two or three months alone, we've had three vert service cases. One of them at night, we've had five or six mountain, uh, kind of uh, medevac cases maybe not quite that many but quite a few like along the lost coast two or three or four up at altitude and she was like saying like the training that we've been doing listening to pilots that have been to ahars was super beneficial for what we painted a picture at our training lz's and doing some of our like simulated canopy hovering and everything was huge kind of during that case the fact that she i don't think she had been to ahars she hadn't really done this prior to coming to humboldt but just the training that we Take from Ahars and are trying to bring back to our unit, she says, has been absolutely huge and super valuable,
0: dude. Thanks for pumping our tires, man. We do appreciate that. I mean, that's awesome, it's, though.
2: It's worth it. I mean, we just did, I don't know, or we just did surf training yesterday and like yeah. six eight foot surf, and it was awesome. And everyone was just like, we did a lot of Ahars stuff of the stuff that you guys are teaching from the initial like catenary right away to getting that position and talking about how important that is and all the swimmers we've been debriefing with. I've been pushing every debrief we do is with Arm Them. We've been doing that. Nice. I think that was very rare prior to that, but everyone's saying how huge it is. We, we pull it down and, and really try to mimic exactly what you guys do in AHARS on a weekly basis.
4: That's great. I
2: love that.
0: You got any
4: other questions, guys, for Mitch? Hey, Mitch. Um, I, I've always heard Humboldt's a little bit, like you guys have some dry spells, but when you get a SAR case, it's usually a big case. Is that true?
2: Yeah, that's we We don't believe in search patterns here. We never have to do search patterns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We just normally get uh, uh, pretty much a direct to the thing. And, yeah, when it goes, it goes. Yeah. I mean, Jay Quinn had the nightbird surface of a guy clipped out near Willow Creek. Yeah. We had this one, two, two of them up in Gasky. We get a lot of Lost Coast okay. uh, trail stuff. So, yeah, it, when it goes, it goes. And we don't do too many of the Miami three-bag searches, which yeah. is nice.
4: That's awesome, man. It sounds like you guys have a great training program up there, and you guys are doing some great work
0: crushing it. Awesome, dude. Well, Mitch – Appreciate you uh, jumping on real quick, giving us a, a quick shout out and uh, congrats to you and your crew.
2: No, we appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are doing awesome stuff. We, Everyone talks about how good ATC is and AHAR and everything else and we miss you guys and yeah, well, you're, Can you you're get gonna back make out to the me tear up soon? over here. Dude. <laughs> Jeez, I am mailing I mean, you a bunch of bike pumps, dude. Have,
0: Keep have, pumping, baby. Have David. fun
2: being Euro trash. I'm, I'm, I'll miss the guy, so <laughs> that's
0: great. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later.
2: Yeah, man. You guys have a good one. Thanks.
0: Cool. See ya. What a cool case. Hey, so uh, I think we should jump into some news from the fleet because we have, in addition to being a very special guest, he is also. Uh, a turncoat on the 65s and has become a 60 program nerd. So without further ado.
3: <laughs>
0: Michael J. Dubinsky. <laughs> Welcome Thanks. to
5: the podcast, dude. So I did want to rewind. So I am infamous. So so I, I get that kind of comparison with Hitler. Is that what you're um, saying?
3: So I, <laughs> 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 was that, was that what I was fair. picking up on? Yeah. Um,
5: <laughs> I don't know where Kenny was going
3: with
1: that. I think we need to let him figure this one out. Yeah, hold on, let me look this up, because I while don't think it's actually... While you're looking up that,
0: uh, let's talk about uh, our beverages for the day. Uh, I'm having another Lord Hobo Boom Sauce. Uh, thank you, Hal, up in uh, Cape Cod. This might be our last one. And you've No, got I got a, a, a Hal special, here. too. How, what you the, got? The
1: knockabout. I've had a couple
0: of these, and they're Man.
5: they're absolutely delicious. Hal
0: is just a wonderful person. Yeah. What are you drinking there, Doobie? So,
5: getting back to the West Coast here, it's my first time having this. So, Sierra Nevada juicy little thing. Right? Yeah, so the hazy little things usually my go-to, but I saw this. It's one. It's such a good little beer. Oh yeah. Yep. So uh,
3: and, and, I'm, and, really, and I'm really, and glad uh,
4: okay. Dooby here mentioned a West Coast beer because I think remember last time or a couple podcasts ago we we're talking about Sierra Nevada, but we we're talking about the East Coast uh, brewery. Was yeah. it? Um, Asheville, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a west coast beer it it's is a west coast beer <laughs> <It definitely laughs> wait
0: they do have, they have a brewery in Nashville, right they do um, yeah
4: it's
1: right next to an airport but chico is chico like the home plate the, the flagship If you the will. og
0: have you figured out infamous versus
1: famous yeah so i don't know that dubious necessarily evil or disgraceful <laughs> like some of the, those <laughs> are some of the Most words of the like uh definition according to uh webster here Um, Having a reputation of the worst kind, notoriously evil. Okay. I I have have enough. I've been using infamous so
0: wrong.
3: It's very common.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, I know I'm dumb, but I'm real dumb. Uh, Another definition, causing or bringing infamy, disgraceful, and then convicted of an offense, bringing infamy. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So uh, the first one does kind of fit a little bit. Having a reputation of the worst kind, maybe not the incident that we'll talk about, but just Doobie in general. Yep. Everybody loves <laughs> An infamous <Doobie>. incident. Yep. <laughs> not a person. He is not yeah. currently double fisting Hot Pockets,
0: which is surprising. Yeah. Um, but really, uh, Doobie, news for the fleet. You are like really in depth uh, working with 931 with uh, 60, what, where do you call your job? The 60 program?
5: So the 60 acquisition program.
0: 60 acquisition program.
1: Yep. Are you part of the uh, A? Yeah. What does that mean in English? What's the uh,
5: What does that mean? What does what mean in English? Like your job? Are, Are you APAC? Just tell us. So, so think what of the acquisition program here. as as the group that is bringing the transition to the fleet, right? So the the Coast Guard fleet is is into the future, becoming an H sixty fleet.
0: Can I ask a sarcastic question? Are you guys always feeling like you're ten years behind where you should be in acquisitions?
5: I mean, sometimes it depends on what you're talking about, right? So okay. maybe ten years behind where we would like to be planning-wise. Sometimes, like we wish we had a little more time and, and could be a little further out than yeah. we are. But where are we with the '60s, dude? So age 60s coming to uh, Ventura area near you next year, right? All Ooh, right, nice, nice. Yep, and and, and all of that is going to be a, a large portion based on you know all the work that ALC has done. So don't don't look at me as you know, hey, I'm the one that brought that. Um, so we're there to to foster the logistics piece to get that there. Yes, the funding comes through us, but a lot of that work is being done down at ALC, which you guys saw this past fall when you were yeah, down there.
0: Yeah, Are you talking about like ground power carts and all the other junk that goes like GSE, anything, anything goes, everything?
5: Training, facilities, GSE, tooling.
0: Is it true that the concrete that they put down at the ramp there cannot hold the C-130? Is it- I don't know that. Okay, somebody right. told me that like it would sink into the concrete. Yeah, it's so, not strong so so we
5: lived that life in San Fran, right? So yeah. there is a Ventura IPT. That's the construction of the new unit, right? Not not the H sixty acquisition program.
1: Not nah, part of you. And okay. when we were there, was the what was the original target date? Do you remember? I don't even remember.
5: So I got there in what six?
1: You got there in fifteen. I got there in fifteen. I got there in
5: sixteen. Yeah, twenty twenty one, wasn't it? I think so. I want to keep saying that that's the date I thought when I showed up. It's, oh, no, I it thought was it was like
0: 2018 or something. I thought it was going to be while we were there. The original target date for what? For,
4: for
5: the opening, opening of, Magoo. Point of Magoo.
0: Okay,
4: just the opening, not a 60 unit, but just opening, mm-hmm. sending 65s there. Like new air station. Gotcha. Like
0: building new, new air high station. High. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as sixty program growth, what are the next five? Like, can you? I can't pre- say the
5: next five. I can say the next three. Could you predict right? the next,
0: or say the next three and predict the next two? What you think we're? I, uh, would I be? think
5: Seven Eleven could. Okay. Right? So that's all based on hey, we're going to the easy places first, the places that don't need as much infrastructure upgrades um, that can support. So where we the going? size of the sixty? What we do know is hey, Ventura twenty four, Kodiak twenty five. And, and when I say Kodiak, that's hey, that's all pat off kodiak on mm. uh miami. enjoy the
0: shipboard deployment 60s miami and 26 miami and 26 wow that's coming okay. up what what do you think would be next
5: too too tough to tell too right so 27 know. is ideally when we double production right so that's the first year we bring eight aircraft online so that's can notionally be two air stations um so right now be, we're
0: doing four a year yep okay
5: gotcha yep. And, and so it could be two air stations. It could be like, hey, here's one air station, here's one more for Brink, and here's one more for El- Elizabeth City. Okay. I mean, so they're actively briefing and deciding that right now. So it's, I can't speak to it, but... What about closing air stations and not
0: Ooh, creating... We
5: can't talk about that. Can't talk about that? No. Okay. No. So obviously those discussions have to be
0: had. Those are difficult discussions to have. I mean, I would. I, what comes to mind is like Corpus and Houston being so close together and... 260 You could probably downward. draw some
5: parallels to that with, with multiple. So you have to yeah. redraw range rings and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. right? But as an acquisition guy, I can't talk to what the, the operational commander is thinking about with those. Okay. Well, um,
4: how about from the acquisition side? I, I read an article about um, 60 holes being built somewhere here in Alabama. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit?
5: Yep. So right now, Troy, Alabama, Sikorsky plant. Okay. So all the new holes being built right now in order for the SLEP program. Okay, that that's sixty five is going through a slip. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to get beyond twenty thousand hours in the H sixty as we already are. Part of that is, hey, we can do that with a a retired Navy hull that we convert into the Tango configuration, or you know, okay. we're I mean, it works with Sikorsky's for them to build a, a MH sixty T hull, a portion of that to use for the same process. Gotcha. Right? So okay. Sikorsky has never built an MH sixty T before now. Okay, they is built they built and delivered the sixty. Interesting. So
4: we have uh, the Sikorsky plant doing this, um, but the whole, uh, can you describe the whole, it's basically just the, the just, body of the aircraft without any of the
5: components? Yep, so it's like nose to transition section, if, okay. you're, if you're thinking in terms of 65, right? Okay. So up to the tail. Okay. Um,
0: no avionics or anything like that.
5: How many are okay. they building for us? Right now we have 42 on order. Okay.
0: And then how big is the fleet going to be when
5: we're done with this whole transition? So initially we're talking notional size of 127. Now what that okay. number gets you is like the flight hour capacity equivalent of what we have going on right now. So you have ninety eight sixty fives, Obviously not all those are operational. We have 48 H-60s. Not all of those are operational because you have PDM going on. But right. 127 H-60s would equal the flight hour equivalency of what we have right now.
0: Would there be a pilot reduction? Um with cuz you know there's a lot of units that might only need 360s for uh, the amount of sar coverage that they have instead of the normal whatever 4 or 565s.
5: So the overall delta is a positive. We would need more of more pilots, pilots. and a lot more maintainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just based on how they're they're currently staffed. So each H60 I think there's five pilots involved in that. Yeah. The 65 typically has four. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I didn't
4: know that. I didn't know that either. And then for the, on the maintainer side, uh, requires more maintainers per aircraft than a 65 does?
5: Yep. Okay. And I don't recall what the 65 has. I, I always think that 65 is like 11 bodies. Yeah. And H60, I believe, is, is up to, if I had to take a guess, 16. Okay. Sounds right. But a guess. That's the disclaimer there. I yeah. like that.
0: Um, well, that's a great update. Thank you. Uh, should we just jump into the... The yeah. actual meat and potatoes? Yeah. Let me push the right button here.
1: All right. Gooby. welcome back, dude. This is not your first time on a flat Yeah, the last time was kind of uh... a... <laughs> we did cold call you, didn't we? <laughs> He was on the cold call episode, which <laughs> I, th- I think loved.
5: Ryan did the best on that episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, besides Johnny, but I couldn't understand half what he said. Well, we, could, all, yeah, we couldn't hear what he said. Yeah, we had to believe that a lot.
1: <laughs> but
0: your, I do remember your audible sigh when you when we first called <sighs> you and asked you, like, hey, how's your job? <sighs> <laughs> but uh, we got you back here for a very specific reason. We've uh, been wanting to do this. Since the creation of this podcast, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of people out there uh, in Coast Guard aviation, and I would say in any naval aviation, who have gone through flight school, specifically doing primary up at Whiting Field, that have heard the tale of somebody trying to bail out of an aircraft and not being able to.
5: And failing miserably. And (laughs)
0: failing miserably.
1: um, Which you turn out to be that person. Is that correct? I am that person. Like, I wonder how many people are telling that story and just filling in some, like, oh, there was this one guy, um, he tried to bail out. Who knows what it's morphed into? Oh, it's yeah. definitely
4: morphed.
0: It's got
1: it. After all you, these years? That's yeah. probably why they have ejection seats now. Yeah. I mean, I heard it when I went through. Did
0: you hear it when oh, you went through? 100%. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's have some background. When did you When did you go through flight school? When did this happen?
5: So, flight school showed up in, I think, June of t- 2009. Mm-hmm finished in may of 11 this incident in of itself was may of 2010 okay so about a year in that's about the time it took to to get into primary and the actual dates phase. not seared into your memory may 13th okay that's what i thought <laughs> <laughs> was it a friday it, i looked it up it was actually a thursday okay <laughs> <laughs> so it was one day shy oh, oh man. man
0: what <laughs> airframe were they flying back then
5: T-34. T-34. You're a T-34, T-34, Charlie. T-34 mentor. Yeah, Turbo and mentor. Nice. T-6 yeah. guys over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Way faster, way cooler. No, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Much more ejection uh, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where else have you been uh, Coast Guard career-wise? Uh, so after flight school, I did five years in Miami, which is which is nice. A lot of those, uh, like Mitch said, uh, plenty of with search patterns. Mm-hmm. And then uh, off to uh, San Fran with uh, Sam and Kenny here for uh, for four years there as AEO. Yep. Now Great you're
0: uh, now you're at headquarters. Uh, one more tour flying, you think, or we'll see. Yeah,
5: I mean the whole other story with the with the uh, spine problems and stuff. But yeah, we'll see.
0: Neck and spine. Well, I mean the detailers are obviously listening. So where would you want to go?
5: Where would I want to go as an EO? NCR. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's put a word in for Andrews, right? Okay. That's nice. o- that's opening in, uh, yep. I don't know, 24, Dan, 27, Dan Garrett, 25. If you're listening, send Doobie to NCR's CEO. Yep. So me and Garrett go way back. We did the cutter together.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah. You got an in.
5: He doesn't listen to me. No, no my sister's a detailer too, yeah. so I should have that open. Oh, you should. Definitely, oh gosh, dude, yeah. But but I don't. You if there ever should... was an open, that would be <laughs> yeah. one, right? Yeah, but it's not.
0: If you were a detailer and like some of your friends were just texting you, or maybe just like acquaintances, and they're like, "Hey, man, can you hook me up?" Like, what do you think they go through when they get those text messages? I couldn't it's a do sigh. it. Is it just uh, like uh, why would it,
5: you put me on. in this position? It's an, an immediate like unsubscribe sound.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that job more more power to him one of the toughest jobs in the Coast Guard probably it's gotta be yeah, yeah. gotta be yep all right Dooby.
1: Give us the story, man.
5: Give us the story. Well, first couple ground rules, right? So I hope uh, I hope the curse today is is good. We don't sound too dumb, you know. Me and Sam have a, uh, <laughs> a long history of being. Uh,
0: I cannot talk on comms channels on together, any kind of radio <laughs> or a microphone. Hopefully, it's just TV.
5: flying. We'll no, find that out see. soon. I,
0: I think I already tripped over myself a few times. Yeah, that's fine.
5: But uh, I, I do appreciate Kenny. So, so the first time I had to tell this in front of a large group, I, I have a feeling Kenny had something to do with that, right? Oh, so boy. I finished primary and went down to to Berinkin. T- Tdy for a bit. By the way, great wardrobe there, and I think that's a, a common thing with Kenny here mm-hmm.
3: uh,
5: between Kenny and Dusty Williams, Ryan uh, Ramos, George mm-hmm. Matthews. But uh, I got to tell the story for their wardrobe, which was which was special. I wasn't expecting that uh, for <laughs> Captain Pugilis at the time. Yeah, having to listen into that. So the, <laughs> the ancient air lord has yeah, uh, the has heard air this lord, story he like himself. To be Not anymore, right? Didn't you retire? No. I'm way off. Sorry, oh, sir. Oh man,
0: <laughs> he's not gonna listen.
1: Uh,
5: but I think every unit I've been to, like the f- day one, I've had to tell the story. Um, so if it wasn't Kenny, it's one of his, you know, close henchmen, like Pom Pom yeah. in Miami. Day one guy. And I was texting Pom Pom last night for yeah. the first time in a while. But he he uh, he made me tell the story there too. But yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, so first and uh, foremost, so so general rule. Here we go of telling the story. So at least. A beer has to be in hand okay nice uh, check which check check right? uh which i think we did on most of the the units i was in at least the second one was is if uh if it's available which it is today <laughs> I, I do like to to commemorate the uh the evening I, I had after this experience with a with a little bit of jack daniels now i'll <laughs> say that i'm going to drink a lot less uh right now than than <laughs> i believe Uh, But I'll take the... uh, This will probably take me like 20 seconds to take, but I'll take a pause to do it. And when we can pause,
0: we put some elevator music (laughs) in right here. Chuck, cue (laughs) the elevator music, please. Excellent. Okay. We have prepared ourselves. Shot of Jack, beer in hand. (laughs) I hope any of our listeners... Uh, I love the ground rules. Please follow serious ground rules. Mm -hmm. If you are going to listen to what happens next, please put a beer in your hand. Run to the cabinet, (laughs) grab some Jack. (laughs) Here we go.
5: And and I will say, before I start the story, I will say that I I think it's important to talk about. so my way of of coping through this was was the comedy after the fact, right?
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, Obviously a traumatizing event for anyone. Uh, and we'll get that to the the end part of the story of the things I did in the weeks and days following, okay. uh, which which probably some of them weren't smart, but, <laughs> but, uh, but if you know me, that that makes sense. But uh, so so there I am, JG at the time, going up for my first aerobatics solo, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, and I remember doing my first solo period, going up there flying, like, what the hell am I going to do up here, right? Uh, so I've heard stories of folks of what they did, like George Matthews, like to test out the relief tube over, uh, over area one. <laughs> Some people like to uh, you know, open the canopy and put their oxygen mask on and sit there breathing. <laughs> it's just, so T34, I mean, we, we stayed down low compared to the T6 guys. but Oh, yeah. Um, so I ended up going up to area two, right? Um, and I was like, hey, what, what am I going to do up here? So if I followed my contact solo, I was going to go up to, to Texas Field or whatever and just kind of trim in a turn and see how many turns I can do. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go into airfields. Like, who goes into airfields? Yeah, You're just going to get not. yelled at. You're going to screw up You know someone's yep. pattern. Definitely yeah. not. So I went up there. So for this one, I work in, uh, I think, the Conica River, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't remember course rules that much. but So I get up there, and I'm working work in that area. And I convinced myself because the first couple of aerobatics flights, I wasn't really into it, right? Low low thrill seeker at okay. that point in time. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to go up there and do some aileron rolls. You know?
1: I think it's funny you use that word because I remember having to sit there and literally psych myself up. Yep. To be like, cool, do a roll. And you're like, no, I'm not going to yeah, do not. it. I'm not, not, not going to do it, dude. Sidebar, uh, they took Arrow away when I was
0: going through because we were too far behind uh, okay. or, <clears> or something <throat> like that. Did no, you okay. do Arrow?
4: Yeah, it's back. And um, okay. when we had the knife students here, I believe that they were still doing it as well. So it's still part of the program. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did not
0: get to do this, but go on. Yep. So
5: I don't know how much value is added with the Arrow, but. I mean, we do it in the helicopter all the time. Go Oh, on. big time. Yeah. So I get up there at Konica River and do some aileron okay. rolls and. Looked down at the clock. It's like, okay, that's that's five minutes. <laughs> Got another wet hour and a half to spare here. Uh, so I psyched myself up. It's like, you know, I'm here. I'm solo. I'm doing my thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do a loop. Dude, right, live a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna live a little bit. Hell yeah! And so I climb up, and I think you know we did most of our stuff like at nine thousand feet. So okay. I'm doing the loop, and I think you you top up there near you know ten thousand feet, and getting up there just before you need that oxygen mask. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> Start that slow descent, right? Picking up that airspeed. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Do Go it. in. Get that airspeed <laughs> going. And you start pulling up. Now, here's mistake number one. <laughs> and uh, so Donovan Burns down in Miami, who who used to instruct for the Navy, always told me, like, hey, you messed this up because you turned a visual maneuver into an instrument maneuver, which is what I did. So I entered. And I looked down, and I'm not pulling enough Gs on the entry to that, right? Uh-huh. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. And you, know, you had to pull, like, four to six or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't remember. Um, so I look down, I'm not pulling enough G. So of course I give it a quick jerk back, right. To get it into the range, but you know, as I'm in the vertical, it's probably not the time to do that. Right. Um, so quickly as you, as you do that, you know, sharp, uh, yoke or, or pull back on the yoke, you're, you're losing your energy. Uh So I'm coming up into the vertical, almost through the straight vertical and you get the rudder shakers. Oh no. And I'm like, this is really not good here right now. (laughs) It's like, I am in the worst position to start my stall. Right. So it's like, okay, firewall it. I'm going to, you know, turn over to the right. I'm going to get some airspeed over these wings. And, of course, as soon as I start turning, like, stall, right? So you enter the rotation. And I'm like, okay, steady state spin. I've done this many times, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there. I'm calm. You know, I entered at 9,000 feet, plenty of time so uh i look down at the the indicators and you used to have your your airspeed ranges like and if i'm recalling from memory and this is a long time back now like mm-hmm. you're know, 80 on 80 to 100 knots i think for a for a steady state spin your angle of attack is a certain something and i'm looking and i'm not within these parameters like okay never dealt with this before right oh boy so it's like okay so i'm not gonna get that i'm, I'm spinning i'm spinning i'm like so right. you're in a fully established spin i'm in something right okay rotating yeah. so not steady state Maybe it's progressive, maybe it's a spiral, who knows, Mm -hmm. right? But it's not what I'm used to. So you're sitting there and you're like, all right, what's the next step here? Out of control, let's go neutral idle, right? So pull that back, not touching the controls. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay.
0: Let it figure itself out.
5: So I'm sitting there and it's like 8,000 feet at this point, right? And I was like, okay, neutral idle. How long does this take? I don't know. So ticking down, dude. Ticking my down. stomach
1: is starting to churn. I know, dude. dude. I I, I think I would have
5: vomited. Like, if I had like, if this was a normal flight, I probably would have vomited everywhere. But I think like <laughs> the heightened awareness of like, what's like, going yeah, on. Yeah. It's like Rain, yeah. I have to do
4: this. Were you so aware that everything slowed down for you?
5: We'll get to that. Okay, okay. We'll totally get that. So time
4: space
0: dilation.
5: Oh yeah, yep. I heard of that from uh, who's that? Cap Bruce Jones. Yeah, yeah. So uh, going down eight thousand feet. You know, whatever. So we're getting to that point. It was like 6,000 feet. I'm thinking of the EP in my head. Now, how I had the awareness to think the EP like in logical order here of how to control flight. It's like, okay, if you're not going to recover by 5,000 feet, bail out. So 6,000 feet's rolling around. I'm like, am I doing this?
3: Is
5: this happening? Am I, I going to do this? I was like, okay. So it's still going, still neutral idle, still whatever. 5,000 feet's coming. I was like, all right, let's see how this feels. So you crack that emergency canopy release like, to come open, and it slides back pretty quick. Okay, canopy's open. All right, well, what do I got to do? Crouch and dive, right? So I, so I get the harness off. Crouch and dive. I don't, what does that mean? That's what they taught you, man. So to, to bail out of a T-34, Yeah, T-34, you're going to go to the outside of the rotation. Okay. But as you're a- exiting the aircraft, you got to crouch yourself down. Just get in the ball. And just I dive, think you were supposed to like huh. literally like
1: get on this your like your feet on the seat and then jump out and try to stay as streamlined.
5: Dude, as Sam's oh, no. Does this sound like some World War II old time? Yeah, dude, dude, you should have seen this. So, so Kenny's going to remember we practiced this. Yeah, they had cutouts of cockpits. With like the blue gym mats on the bottom, right? No, you remember the old school. Dude, I think blue there was a
1: trampoline when I did it. There was literally like a trampoline. I don't remember a trampoline. I remember hilarious. like I remember
5: like the 1980s oh blue God. gym mats that velcroed together. So like you you crouched and you dove out <laughs> on, onto the blue gym mat. Oh like, right, yeah, that was easy. What kind of fool can't do this, right? <laughs> yep, yep. It's like I feel dumb. Uh, so yeah, so harnesses off. Pull my uh, comms cord out. I'm like, all right, I'm detached crouch and dive we're gonna go parachuting right had you said anything on the radio at this point to anybody oh, oh no he's, okay. he's spinning He. <laughs> okay. oh, well no. I don't know he said he was able to
0: get the EP I don't know I'm just trying to get I mean
5: that's like logically flowing through my head like, okay as I'm like taking the environment in so what a great view Yeah. so down through 5,000 feet looking over the Kanaka River I'm like alright I'm bailing out Whoa. Oh, so I crouched and I dove <laughs> and as soon as my body, like for, for those who don't know me i mean you guys know me like i am i have a lot of mass to me right oh, tons of mass dude, lot you were the
0: only person i've ever met that has to eat to make weight yeah like he's you on the are low end of the he's weight. on the low end of the weight scale yeah. The guy who's that in, in April in the wardroom pockets. is like, hey,
5: who's got extra desserts, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let me yeah. eat this entire thing of double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> yeah. man. Like, you you know,
5: just... you haven't seen someone
1: in a while, you come up and give them like a big pat on the back. Like, <laughs> I don't do that to Doobie because I'm afraid his body might just, just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. So now, laughs> yeah. Totally. Doobie doesn't have to worry about getting new trop pants. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so we talked about that yesterday. I am literally wearing the same trot pants I wore in a swab summer. Wow,
1: man. <laughs> Dude, what's bad? What did, oh, what did you say, Nick? Yeah, you bad. look like a, a busted can of biscuits. Yeah, I'm busted can of biscuits. Dude, those
4: pants were screaming yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to
5: sidetrack yeah. us. Yeah. So I crouched and I dove. And as soon as I hit that airflow, because we're like I said, we're not in that steady state spin. Like I think I was making 120 knots somehow over the ground. As soon as I hit that airflow. Were you right side up? Inverted? I was not inverted. You were not inverted. Not okay. inverted. I think if I was inverted, I'd have been all sorts of, yeah. I I
1: could have just fallen out a lot easier. And just bloop. <laughs> uh,
5: so, I, so I dove and I hit that airflow. And like as soon as my, the upper half of my body hit that airflow, like I got thrown back. Oh my God. And the back, my my back hit the canopy opening. So I was like, for those listening, like picture like my right upper, sh- I dove to the left, my right upper shoulder down to my left hip, was what was outside of the aircraft. Right. Wow. And my left, like I hit, my left arm got thrown back, which is one of my two surgically repaired shoulders. <laughs> hit the air, and I just went. It was just flailing. Right. It. <laughs> I like, shouldn't. Like, be like it hurt. Sorry. It, no, it's fine. But I you're mean, doing like the the motions yeah, right yeah. now, and I'm
1: I'm not gonna yeah. laugh again.
5: I mean, you can look at me like I hit, and it was like.
1: Were you like the, uh, those, like the it's, car
0: dealerships, like, the <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, yeah, just think of did, half just of that said dude's I was body of laughing.
5: You can't <laughs> yeah. say like that. half of that dude, like just flailing so out. So are like, on one your ways. way to certain death and we're yep. laughing. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So I, so I hit the canopy and I'm stuck. Like I am forced against that canopy and I'm sitting there like, Oh, this sucks. Right. Damn. It, it hurt. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, okay, I got I just got to push more. So I gave it like three good pushes and I didn't move an inch. And wow. I was like, I am I am stuck to this thing. I am pinned to this Jeez. thing. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Um so obviously still spinning. That's not anywhere in my mind at that point, but at some point I was like, this isn't working. And I don't know how how it was easy to get back in, but at some point I just I just kind of sunk back into the seat like that's not working i gotta figure something else out
3: Jeez.
5: so i got back into the seat and i was contemplating going to the inside like maybe that side's easier but as i was doing that like the rotation stopped like you go through the the spin recovery and all of a sudden like it snaps and stops yeah so it stopped and i remember staring down at the conica river <laughs> wow in a weird angle of bank, like <laughs> at that point, it's an unusual attitude recovery. Yeah, yeah probably like fifty degrees nose yep. down or something. What, what or altitude so. were you at? Do you recall? So, so I leveled the wings and I pulled up to breathe. And at that point, I looked down at the altimeter and I was like, As I, down, "I was like, look now, it's like seventeen hundred feet." Wow! And so I started up at like nine thousand eight hundred feet. <laughs> cl- seventeen. Like I'm glad I went all the way up that way. And, and seventeen hundred feet. Oh my god! Yep. So and you I, were
0: probably going down at what like. 6,000, 7,000 foot per minute. See,
5: like, I don't know. So I did a Google search, and I'm sure Kenny's doing the same thing. Like, hey, what's the, what's the rate of descent of a spiral, of a you know, progressive spin, a steady state spin? And, and all of those are like in the 1, 2, maybe 3,000 feet per minute. I don't know what that T-34 was sinking at. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah. So I leveled off, and I sat there, and I was just flying straight, and I was just breathing like, <sighs> Yeah. And I was like, okay, now... What, now Collect yourself for a minute. Now what do I do? It's like, you know what? Okay. So I should probably call out, you know, fess up first, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going to call out to an instructor and be like, hey, I just had this traumatic experience. You know, what do I do, right? So I started calling around like, hey, any instructor area too, you know, shooter 533 solo and nothing, right? Oh, sweet. So I try it again and like no response. So I go through, I, I unplug. Like at this point, I'd already replugged, but I unplugged. I look at it, replug, try it again, nothing. Um, and I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like, maybe my helmet's all jacked up. So I actually like took my helmet off, was flying with my knees, and I looked. And you know, like even on our helmets, those tiny connections on the back of the helmet yeah. had ripped out of place. You had the thought to do that? Holy cow, man. Uh, don't ask me how. You know me, I'm pretty dumb. But don't <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me how. So I took my helmet off and I saw those, and I plugged them back. Dude, you in. you were you were in survival mode. I yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Wow. So I put the helmet back on and keyed back up. Like, hey, any instructor here two, You know, shooter five through three solo. It's that. And uh, the first voice I heard, ironically, was your on Was my on way? No <laughs> way. It was up there. Uh, uh, was it? Was the, it at, like a warm
4: blanket wrapping around? <laughs> <in your laughs> <place? Yeah. laughs>
5: so at the time, uh, Lieutenant Roy Espinoza, great dude um i think he is actually still in the navy um he answered back hey what's going on and and there's another and and i feel so bad because i flew with him a couple times but uh, another guy that answered up who was like the form expert in the squadron Mm -hmm. flew with him too great dude um so between the two of them you know they they helped me through like hey where are you at what happened what are you doing um so I'm sitting there, I'm covering, it's like, hey, you know, get ready to head yourself back, go find course rules. I mean, I was at the Kanaka River. That's right where course rules started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other guy, like I said, I apologize. This, the guy was great. Um, he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna come find you. Poor guy was on, was doing a check ride for a student for his solo. <laughs> <laughs> so that dude's event got interrupted. He's going to come <laughs> meet up with me, farm up on me, you know, to follow me in, right? Yeah. So, uh Flying around, intercept course rules. He's coming from, I don't know, Evergreen, Bruton, whatever is up there. He's not too far away. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, what do I do? He's like, He's like, contact Pensacola Approach, declare an emergency, right? So someone checking in on course rules, like, hey, shooter, 533 solo, checking in course rules, but also declaring an emergency. I don't know how to declare an emergency. I've done it like 10 times since, but I don't know how to, <laughs> to declare an emergency at that point in time. Like, hey, what's your malfunction? And I was like, uh... Out of control of flight. Uh, and that's when I looked down at the G meter and, and saw that I pulled like, you know, close to seven Gs. Like, and I overstressed the, air, oh <laughs> I overstressed the aircraft. Jeez. And they're like, oh, okay. So at this point, like, unbeknownst to me, when you declare an emergency, like, you know, Whiting Field. Oh, so many aircraft coming into that, right? Oh, gosh. So they're clearing the airspace. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you're out on your events, like, especially in the, the HT world. Like, you're you're coming in with your tanks low, right? But no, 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 no. Everyone, like, get out of here. This guy's coming in. They should be, though. <laughs> I was like, you, oh, you just I'm had that the guy. most
0: traumatic experience that any flight student has ever had.
5: Yeah. But I don't think that, and they obviously don't know the half of it at that point. Like, oh, yeah, you overstressed the aircraft. He's coming in. Yeah. So, uh, The instructor forms up on me, and at that point, I'm just flying. He's like, okay, slow down. He's like, you're going to lower your gear, but before you do that, be ready. Because you obviously don't know what structurally happened to that aircraft, right? Right. He's like, if you lower your gear and you lose control, like, you got to jump out. And I'm like, I'm going through this again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, so I'm mentally preparing. like like ready to touch the gear handle like i don't know <clears throat> dang <laughs> so i lower the gear and nothing happened but but he's there formed up on me like l- looking like hey looks like the gear came down normal you're looking good you know whatever at that point he's talking to like the on the base frequency and at some point he took over the comms he's like he's formed up he's dash 2 he's talking to tower he's like hey you switch to base just talk talk to to your mm-hmm. base at that point mm-hmm. which was nice um So I'm going in. We, we do like a, a wide base to final, getting vectored in. Yeah, no break. Talking to base, yeah, no break. <laughs> and uh we're about to hand off, and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna talk to tower." He's like, "By the way, don't worry about landing before the five board." And at that point, in my mind, I was like, "I don't give a shit about the five board." <laughs> 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 it's like five board. I'm just gonna land. Um, but I did get to talk to them. Like, hey, they want to know if you're requesting the crash crew. Like, do you want the fire trucks? Like,
3: yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: because if you remember the T-34, if you emergency open the canopy, that's open. You need a maintenance action to close it.
3: Mm. Like, Oh,
0: you were flying top down the entire uh, oh, way yeah. back. Oh, top oh. back. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Convertible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Convertible yeah, yeah. style. You're convertible. So. Yeah.
5: so it's loud. It's cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I come in, going to land, and... And like I said, the guy that phoned up for me was really good. He's like, Hey, I'm talking you through it. Don't worry about the five board. You just make sure you do your landing checks. I'm like, Oh yeah. Hey, landing checks, landing checks. So I was like, gear's already down. It's like, all right, seats locked, harness. And at that point I was like, harness, oh, I don't have my harness on. So I'm like fishing around for the harness to try to get back on again, flying with my knees and I'm trying to oh strap gosh. back up here. Oh and, um, uh, and, the, and like I said, they cleared the airspace. They put me in for like an eight-mile final. It was like the <laughs> longest final. <laughs> and I'm flying as slow as you can possibly fly, right? It's like, ah, oh, this is taking forever. So, uh, so I take it an in, and I land well before the five board, probably the best landing I ever had. Uh, and, and I taxied off, and, and the fire trucks surround me. And that was like the one negative feedback I had for him, right? Yeah. So I taxi off, and the fire trucks surround me, and I'm sitting there. My canopy stuck open. And the fire trucks won't move. And I'm talking to ground. I'm like, hey, I'd like to taxi my line? They're like, yeah, hold position. And they made me hold there for like 10 to 15 minutes. Really? Oh. And meanwhile, your canopy's open. So I'm sitting there just breathing in straight exhaust. Oh, oh. yeah. And it literally took me calling ground, going, hey, I'm going to pass out if you don't let me taxi to my line right now. No way. Really? Yeah. You said because it to Because hey. I think at that point, they're just like, we don't know what to do. Uh, he's under control. Like I probably should have just asked to shut down there. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I like, I need something. I need to move. Cause I'm going to pass out. Yeah. Cause it bad. Uh, and they finally cleared me. So I went and taxied in my line. And as I'm pulling into my parking spot, like I see it, like a group of like five people sitting there waiting. And of course it was like the CEO, the XO, <laughs> oh, the safety, course. the yeah. opso. And I'm like, I am so like, I'm so food. So much for flight school. Man. <laughs> this was, this was a great ride. I tried, you know, I tried my hardest. Uh, <laughs> so I taxi in, I shut down and I climb out and, one of the guys was like, Hey, how many G's did you pull? <laughs> so I leaned back in. It's like, hey, it's six point eight seven. I don't know. The ambulance showed up. <laughs> and uh and despite them being there, like I climbed out of the aircraft, uh, put my bag down, and I just got down on my knees and kissed the ground. <laughs> did you really? I did. Oh my god. I did. I was like, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, did I didn't know man. anyone actually did that. I thought that was just and, a I, I mean, like when you have speech a speech near yeah. death experience. I did. I did. Wow. So I got down and they tried to talk to me, but the ambulance rolled up. It's like, Hey, we need to check you out. You know what's going on. I was like, yeah. So they're trying to talk to me as they're hooking me up. Like, Hey, what's your pulse? What's your blood pressure? And like, my pulse was like in the one nineties, like, like he adrenaline rush on <laughs> oh my that my gosh, one. I was yeah. like insane. Right. Um, so, like, Hey, we got to get you to the clinic. So I knew. went to the clinic i assumed like any mishap you know or whatever you know go through and all they did was just monitor to make sure my my blood pressure and my and my uh heart rate went down mm-hmm. yeah and as soon as it did they're like okay you're good uh your skipper's waiting for you go back go back to the squadron <laughs> and i was blood like blood pressure can i stay <laughs> uh so so i went back and, and that was and obviously the first time i had to retell the story from what i recalled yeah um I got through it, and there's, there's discussions in there that I found funny, um, that I won't repeat on here, uh, because it was navies and Marines being comical. But, um, at one point, you know, telling the story, got through and he's like, yeah, oh. it's cool. Like, oh. It's like, do you like whiskey? I was like, Oh, I sure do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you want a shot? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean it, w- it went a little different than that cuz I was scared talking to commanders and O4s oh, at that course. point oh, like they're, sure, they're all dude. sitting there like so they yeah. honestly like in, in hindsight wanted to like make sure I was okay but at the same time I was sitting there like they they want to kick me out like yeah <laughs> so, I mean that's the mentality of a like, so done.
0: you're worried all the time what? that you're going to get the yeah. axe yep but at that point they turned into real human beings and yep. and, and I concerned. and I appreciated that and
5: yeah. that will come more back into the story, too, of, of yeah. after stuff. but Man.
0: I, I have heard you tell this story a couple times now, and it's always the same reaction.
5: Yep. Like, holy cow. So you're talking about getting checked out by medical, right? So I told you, I, you know, I hit that canopy, and it was flinging, but that bruise that ended up on my back and the shape of that canopy railing was there for like three weeks. Really? I hit that thing hard. And I was surprised that my shoulder didn't like all of a sudden like, hey, you're repaired, but I'm going to come right back out again. (laughs) First question,
0: do you think that your flailing body is what corrected the aircraft and its spin that it didn't get out of?
5: So (laughs) That was part of the conversation, right? So so Gene McGinnis was a retired recall uh, uh, Coast Guard pilot. That that worked in VT Six, and, mm-hmm. and he was kind of one of their safety folks. And and at the end of it all, I was like, Hey, did anything ever come of this? Like, they filed like what they call a, a hazrep, as opposed to a mishap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whoever responds to that was like, You know, we find this interesting. That, and there there may be a possibility that your part of the body that was hanging out of the aircraft, you know, might have acted like a, a second strike or or whatever that would have helped stop the rotation. Um, but the 34 program's dying, so we're not going to look into that, right? <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, mean, you know, I may have saved myself just uh, acting as an extra rudder <laughs> or strike, or whatever it was on the aircraft that helped me stop the rotation by being on that side. But uh, Dang.
0: God dang, that's crazy.
4: So were the, was the T-37, does it have any of those properties where it will rewrite itself, um, like a Cessna,
5: yeah, so for the, example? Yeah, so the T-34 has the strakes. Okay. And those are on the back end, like at the fuselage, near the tail. And those supposedly were the the that's control it. surfaces that that helped with the spin recoveries. Okay. And hence the neutral island and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did we what? used to do? Neutral idle in the T6? Oh,
4: boy. I think so. <laughs> and then, of course, opposite pedal, opposite rudder, right? Oh, yeah. And then oh, I forgot all that. And then I felt like he jammed in a lot of power at some jammed point. Jammed in some power. A uh, little fuzzy on the old T6. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Same>.
5: not, <laughs> not a 65 maneuver. Eject, Line, eject, eject. eject, eject. Eject, <laughs> eject, so so, so so I got out of their office, right? Drove did you, have, home. Did you uh, have a little whiskey? So I drove home. And on the way, I stopped But Did it. you have whiskey? I did. Did you, okay, I did. yeah. Turkey Hill wasn't that good. Okay. Mm. I don't I don't like Turkey Hill. No. <laughs> um which, was it the classic Which commander? Kenny makes fun of me because Evan Williams is his That's his, your jam. That's my main jam. And, yeah. and Kenny uh thinks that's too low class for
0: for me. Everybody's got their jam, dude. Yep. <laughs> Everybody's got their jam. All right, uh, so you're driving home.
5: So I drive home, stop, stop at the local uh local store on the way home. Mm-hmm. Pick up uh pick up some rehydration mechanisms materials. for the materials. Got it. Yep. So so I drove home. So at the time I was living with Chuck Arena, who's up up in Seven Eleven, and mm-hmm. uh, Rich uh, Rich be Chuck. Well, is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah, in Bixack. Well, I think it's. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Isn't it? How so that how you say his last name?
1: No, I think that's what he thought it was, and that's what he's been saying. Is, I I can't
5: tell his story, but I'll say R, Rich B. Chuck. Oh, okay. it is B. Chuck. So so I'll uh, so I went home, and he was the only one home, right? So I went home, <clears throat> had my uh, my fifth of of, of Mr. Daniels. <laughs> yep. And I uh, obviously looked downtrodden. It was the typical day. You come home, we make fun of each other, and I walk in, and he's like, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? And it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm going to sit here and open this, and I'm going to tell you a story, right? So I tell him the story, and then, like, his jaw, like, dropped. And oh he's, looking, he's just, like, looking at me, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, in my mind, it's like, he doesn't know what to say, right? So I'm sitting there, you know, confiding in, in Dr., Dr. Daniels, my new therapist, uh-huh. and uh, Chuck Arena comes home. And uh, of course I'm sitting there all Dontra and he's like, Doobie, what the p- is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and like Rich is in the background, like waving his arms he's like with like, hey, the hey, throat hey, slash, like hey, hey. wave off. <laughs> wave off. <laughs> so I tell him the story and he's like I'm just sitting there like, Oh my god. Um so so I say all that like so in the aftermath. You know, you do things to help yourself cope. I unfortunately chose, you know, some unhealthy mm-hmm. ways to uh, to cope. Like, like I said, Dr. Daniels is my therapist for a couple of days. And, mm-hmm. uh, but the Navy was actually pretty good. It helped me out. Like, hey, work, take your time, dramatic experience, you know, fleet and family services, you know, talk to this person. So I ended up talking to a therapist who, who helped me, like, hey, if you get up in flight and you start having adverse reactions, like, no, that's normal. Mm hmm. Um, so we talked about it, and it took me, like, 11, 12 days to to get back in. And and what I'll call, like, the worst three hours of my aviation career was was going up to the MOA in my on-wing doing spirals and stuff. Really? And I think at that point it was, like, it was mental and physical. Like, hey, is he going to freak out if he gets back into this experience? Like, you know. Did he put you through that as in – I mean, like, a lot of us talk about that
0: where – I think that's pretty normal in any kind of military aviation where a mishap happens and we all just get back on the horse like we that's our cure yep. like so you just need to keep going back into it was that kind of his mentality.
5: I'd say yes and no. So I think the Navy's mentality was like, "Hey, put him in a similar scenario and and see if there's any negative response to it." Yeah. So I went in. I was back seat for this whole thing. I wasn't front seat, which was the first time I was back seat. Oh really? So he went up and he was doing all these maneuvers, and, and I think I think it was to to make sure that I wasn't gonna you know lose it, and freeze. Yeah. And freeze. Um, and, and when you say freeze, like the whole thing of of this whole scenario for me was like, now I really know what my flight or fight reaction is like. So for me, it was like, hey, I'm gonna be calm, which is good to know. And kind of go through logical steps and, and figure out what's going on. It's like, it's good to know that because obviously that was like the what could have been the scariest moment ever, yeah, to really go through. And I, uh, it's impressive what you did in
0: the moment. Yep. The fact that you were able to say, Okay, I'm coming up on 5,000 feet. EP says, I got to eject. All right, yep. here we go. And, yeah. oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm not going to yeah. do that. So so. I, so I'm glad I did that because if <coughs> I had just froze there
5: like, oh, what do, what do do? yeah, what do I do, what do Yeah, obviously could have been a very different – screwdrive
0: drive into the ground.
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, now, in hindsight, had I had more mass and could have gotten out of the aircraft, um, I'm glad I was able to to get back in the aircraft and, and, and land afterwards. But, like, they tell you when you're doing those parachute falls and stuff in API, like, hey, these parachutes are minimally rated like – you're going to use them, but when you land, you're going to break both your legs like crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are not going to be in good shape at all. It's like, oh, well, at that point, I was like, oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't get out then because I, you it know, would have been like.
0: I wonder what the, the uh, statistic is for bailouts of the T-34 in the history of Navy flight school. Because, I mean, it comes to mind that one that uh, there was an instructor and student that bailed in Corpus, outside of Corpus, wasn't there? That was the bird one, right? Yeah, and the Coast Guard came and picked him up. Yeah.
1: Doobie. it was awesome. D- did you, you're in that spin or spiral, whatever it was, um, before you're like, oh, man, I got to bail out. Did you mentally process, like, this is how I die? Yes. Yeah.
5: yeah. Did yeah. you really? So, I mean, that's, the, that's the, the dark portion of the story, right? Yeah. So as you're sitting there spinning, and especially when I climb back in the aircraft, right? So that was my moment as I was contemplating going to the other side. Um and it, it it's somewhat t- tough to talk about. Like you're sitting there going thinking to yourself like who is this going to hurt the most? Yeah. Right? That's what went through your head. It, and yeah. I'm choking up right now. It's like I knew it was going to hurt the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's like who who is this going to hurt the most? Like, you know, I tried. <laughs> it Turns and, out
0: it was just the aircraft cuz you pulled 7Gs. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Oh my god. Do you ever but, dream about it or think about it?
5: No, I'd say in like the the weeks and months that followed, yeah, maybe a couple times. Um, like I said, I I didn't necessarily respond the greatest, and and you know, I think you responded pretty normal. No, 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 like like after the fact, right? So so what you do, like I didn't fly for eleven days, so that was a lot of downtime, right? And that's a lot of time that you're doing very, I'd say, unhealthy stuff, and maybe drinking more more things than you, than mm-hmm. you should. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, I had I had obviously a great network, great friends there to support me like hey is you know how you doing yeah what's up um i magically had had some weddings to to go home to um which was part of that time off but um like i said not the healthiest drinking around yeah went to some weddings at at, in my hometown and of course i came home from the wedding one night and and that's the time i was like this is the perfect time to tell my parents about this story you know one o'clock in the morning (laughs) as (laughs) as i'm hammered uh yeah. how did that go oh it was great i mean not a not a uh a dry eye in the place I'm right yeah sure. <laughs> oh my god i feel like my dad can
1: handle those stories my mom i don't can't. i don't tell my mom yep. yeah like dad dads are kind of like yep. can kind of shake the head and be like all right okay all right yeah thanks son <laughs> um how do you think like looking back on that um you know aviation is a crazy industry um yep. Like, you're not going to be the the last person that is going to have some story like this. Like, how would you recommend or, like, hey, you have a friend or someone at your, in your wardroom goes through, maybe not as harrowing as this one, but something that shakes someone up, something that makes them think of, like, holy crap, I thought I was going to die tonight and, and have that emotion. Like, how do you help someone? And it's so, going to be different, you know, per person, but...
5: So it made me really open my eyes to the whole schism construct, right? So like I said, the Navy got me to the, the fleet and family services person at that point, but the coast guard does a lot with the SISM program. Um, but the SISM program doesn't work unless you like engage. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that's my main message. Like, Hey, if if something happens to you and and I've actually had pilots I've known at air stations that had something, whether it's significant or not, like some sort of, you know, malfunction, whether it's a coast guard aircraft or personal aircraft that have called me like, Hey, this really freaked me out. You know, what did you do? And, and I always say like step one, like, Hey, alcohol's not, not the answer. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, But it is very important to talk about because that's the only way that helps you kind of understand what happened and to move on from that. Right. Um, so that's my biggest plug is, is that, Hey, take the right actions because yeah. at the time, you know, a 24 year old, I think I was at the time and, Operating under the navy, like you, you don't know what's going on. No, um, and
1: I mean, in general, we and, were. We'll yep. just say we were having a very good time when we were in enjoying flight school. life. If we weren't flying life. or within twelve hours, yeah, yeah, we were having a good time. Yep. <laughs> maximize. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's important too. Like, find the people that
0: you're comfortable talking to. Like for you, I, I'm assuming that talking to your roommates and talking yep. to the other support structure around you that were probably other flight students was yep. pretty helpful. Yep. You know, and I that. mean,
5: yes and no. Close friends, yes. Okay. Uh, I felt like in the next two months, walking around, like any room I walked into, like I felt like everyone like looked at you and then like turned and whispered, and you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, th- I'm that guy. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's not fun.
5: Yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, so, so fortunate story for me. So that happened like two days later. Like uh, Vice Admiral Courier visited Pensacola, delivered a good speech, but same thing. I walked into that room and everyone's looking at me like, yeah, okay, great. And afterwards I had to talk to a uh, captain Berghorn at the time. I think he's still working at Pensacola. Yep. Uh, so he wanted to hear the story and, uh, but I say like, fortunately for me, it's like, Hey, that was literally the same week as like fixed wing, rotary wing selections. Really? And for me, it was kind of like a joke, like, Hey, I really yeah. want rotary wing because I think I've proven I can't fly. planes. <laughs> <right?"> <laughs> but in hindsight, like obviously rotary wing, in my opinion, no offense to fixed wing, rotary wing is, is probably a little more difficult to fly.
3: Yeah.
5: Um, But I was like, yeah. In in my remarks, like, please select me for rotary wing. I am not good at flying the planes. (laughs)
3: It's very evident. Uh, And this
5: was coming out of, like, the Pettit Picks. Oh, yeah. uh, The Pettit Picks. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast, but (laughs) wow. Yeah, yeah. Wait, the Pettit Picks? The Pettit Picks. So when I got there... Captain Pettit was, was retiring two months later. Primetime Pettit. Primetime Pettit. He was Siglo at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: okay. it, now the assignment process when you're leaving flight school is, is very different. Um, back then, uh, I think it was literally, he just picked who was going where. And really? the, You know, this may not be true, but yeah. that's what it seemed that's like. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. And so imagine um, every, there would be like an assignment day. I think it's kind of like what you guys do at the academy. Yeah. Um, and there would... They'd look to see who the, uh, billets are and they'd see who we got winging, you know, and he would call you up and he'd make your family go stand up at the front of the room and they'd start putting patches up in the, on a PowerPoint. Really? And they would just start taking them away. And it was so bad. There was the year that I, I <laughs> got assigned. It was so bad. He would, he would be like, oh Yeah. Here's a podium. Here's some tissues. You guys are going to need it. And there's literally. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. There were literally just spouses like <clears throat> looking back and seeing where they were going. Just straight tears. Like waterfall of tears oh crying in front of God. 200 Coasties. And I'd be like, cool, next. Pet it picks. pics. Pet it picks. That's a serious.
5: Oh my goodness! What does the patch say? I forget what the patch said.
1: It, I think it was just the Airstay patches. You know. Oh, he had some nicknames. No, no, no. There was like a sigla patch associated. Oh, there with him, was. Right? There was. was yeah. It? I don't remember. Oh, that somebody made a. Besides, patch like the yeah.
5: besides, like the To hovers is, is divine. There no, was there was else. another one. Was probably like yeah. crushing
1: dreams <laughs> since nineteen eighty nine or something. Yeah. <laughs> like Scott Austin was in my group
5: and. I, I like, just remember checking in, and he goes around the room with, like, eight people. Like, hey, you know, what do you want to fly? And everyone says, like, eh, and, of course, most of them are, are road running. It's like, all right, maybe 20% of you will be flying Helas. <laughs> and we're all sitting there, like, oh. It was bad. It
1: was real bad. Wow. Well, this is an incredible story. Do you have any more questions, Kenny? I do, but I feel like I can't think of them right now because I didn't <sighs> want to
5: interrupt him um, when he was saying it. I'm just glad we got through this without me and you totally—
0: Yeah, I haven't totally tripped over the mic yet, but there's still time for that, man. (laughs) I mess up a radio call. Like which way rivers flow and stuff like that. Well, upstream Doobie over here. Should I just? I'm going to have to say that. (laughs) All right, so Doobie and I, this is totally sidetracked, but Doobie and I in a star case, we're heading up to Sacramento, not uh, sarcasm, is public affairs. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Public <laughs> affairs. All right. Backtrack. Backtrack. Not that important. And so the Sacramento River goes right through downtown, <clears throat> and uh, naturally, rivers flow out to the ocean. Um, so the river only flows one direction. There are tides in this river. But Doobie like calls down to the uh, Coast Guard small boat or maybe it was the Coast Guard auxiliary. I think it was the auxiliary. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Yeah, so uh Doing a star you know, demo. Doing a star demo. Hey, like what are the currents doing? And like they're like, Yeah, it's like four knots. Uh and he's like, Is that upstream or downstream? And I and I like they they didn't really get him asking that question. They're like, say again, 6558. Five, and I was like, Doobie, do not answer that. Do not <laughs> answer that radio call, dude. Yeah, so uh affectionately known as upstream. Uh Doobie does not know that rivers flow in one direction. Sticker still there's probably so yeah. many doobie stories.
5: Sticker still there's on my
1: helmet. A lot of doobie stories. I am gonna say one okay. doobie oh, story okay. too. So me and Doobie are flying. We're San Francisco, like we're on our way out for like an RT4. So we depart. Is this the gearbox story? <laughs> we go up. <laughs> we're at like Hunter's Point, which is like seven miles. Not even. And uh yeah, not even. And we get the gearbox. Chip enunciation on the WCA panel. We're okay. both IPs at the time, mind you. Yep. Okay. And so we were like, I am like, hey there, and he's like, yeah, we got to scroll over. So we scroll over. There's nothing there, you know. So the for non 65 people, it'll typically tell you, hey, tail gearbox or main gearbox, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, we'll let's start turning back. And and Doobie was like, dude, we probably have both. Like we. We probably need to like go set it down. We should probably ditch. I'm like, hey, dude, little quick. <laughs> I say ditch. Hey, I was like, little quick to bail out. Are we like? Yeah. Let's just like, hey, maybe we could just like slow down so to ninety indoor, knots. Meanwhile, has already <laughs> been detached. It's I look over and his his little body's flailing in the slipstream <laughs> of the
5: sixty five. <laughs> already inflated uh, inflated my vest. Yeah. So oh, yeah.
1: all we did is we just flew back at ninety knots and, oh, and landed, God. but.
5: So I appreciate that portion of the story, but what really happened was <laughs> yeah. it's like there was an indication, and, and it told us which gearbox had the had the chip, and I was like, I'm ready. Uh, I think we need to uh, come back to uh, to idle on this one, and he's like, Oh, well, that's he's like for what? That's what I was it like, was for the chip. you like, like, it's like, a gearbox, <laughs> dude, not an engine. <laughs> that's,
1: <laughs> that's the real story. Okay,
5: and I felt so dead. Oh, like, hey, there's <laughs>
0: none of us that aren't quick to react sometimes, especially when an emergency happens. Yep. Man, that's crazy. Uh, Doobie, thank you so much for being willing to tell the story. There are a lot of people out here that have heard the story uh, secondhand from other people, and they're like, yeah, there's some guy who, like, tried to bail out and he couldn't. Yeah. And to actually get what happened from you is just awesome.
5: Yep. Um, to, to remember, I was not walking the wing. I've heard that, that variation. Okay, you never, <laughs> walked, the never walked the wing.
0: Never walked the wing. Okay. But no, I appreciate it. You're that. hanging on just by your toes, yeah. you know? yeah. Like,
5: Oh, man. I still get that every now and then like someone else will come up to me like oh yeah I heard your story and like how did you hear that everybody hears it dude
1: Everyone now it's knows it.
5: now it's chronicled
1: yeah I've been thinking here like the last 10 minutes I've been trying to like think of words of like thank you for telling this story and like kind of being vulnerable a little bit and no, that's fine
5: yeah. I- I- I'm used to <laughs> like I
1: yeah like but I'm just over promising um, and under delivering no no I I think it's uh quite the opposite like that was an incredible story to hear And I think it's just part of this aviation culture that we have, right, of um, people, good friends sitting down and, like, talking about um, something that happened. And it's not always easy, and there are stressful times, and we know that in the future, like, you're going to be faced with something difficult, and you might think you're going to die. And yeah, we laugh and we ridicule each other And that's just, dude, it just embodies who we are mm-hmm. As an aviation culture Specifically within the Coast Guard And it just makes me very proud So, yeah, man, thanks for sharing the story With that, man, that's awesome Thanks, dude
3: We say goodbye But never let go We live, we die Cause you can't save every soul